the football pod. Boom and the jeering and the anticipation. And then as he strikes it, there's that intake of breath because he puts the bloody ball 14 uh, yards beyond. The, the second he hits it, I knew we were on the pressure. Like. Subscribe to the football pod on the OTB Sports app now. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, we are going to talk more about that final, as you can imagine, after 8 o'clock. We have Enda McGinley, a three-time All-Ireland winner with us, and we'll have Colin Boyle as well, four-time All-Star with Mayo. But uh, we just wanted to touch on the uh, news from EJA this afternoon. The management committee of EJA have recommended that Colin O'Rourke be put before the county committee for ratification as Mead Senior Football Manager. Colin has nominated Stephen Bray and Barry Callahan as his selector. Stephen Bray, of course, being an all-star at Mead and Barry Callahan was the Mead under-20s manager uh, last year. So uh, this is fairly dramatic news. Very happy to say a former teammate of Colin O'Rourke's, a man who knows him very well, is uh, with us on the line. Liam Hayes, great to have you on. Hope you're well. Keeping great, Joe. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, very well. So I'll be honest, most of us were like, we're, well, taken aback, I think it's fair to say. When did you first get word of all this? Uh, I first got official word, like everybody else today. Um, I had lunch with Colin about a week and a half ago, and we talked about it. He didn't suggest to me then that he was going to take the job or that he was looking for the job, but I did say it to some other friends afterwards that... Um, uh, I think if someone had come knocking on his door, he wasn't going to say no to them. That was the impression I got uh, in our conversation. Mm. Have a listen. This is O'Rourke just on uh, June of this year, just last month. Mm. He was an RTE and this was shortly after Andy McAtee had uh, walked away from the job and he was asked about it, as you might imagine, on RTE. And it was pretty clear he didn't have huge interest, certainly publicly at that stage. Have a listen. I'm involved in club management. I'm very happy in club management, and I have been for quite a while. And this isn't something new, this sort of speculation. Like, I did actually go for the me job on three occasions in the past, and even somebody as stupid as I am would get the hint that when you're told no on three occasions, I think that should put it to bed. And my beautiful wife, Patricia, has a very uh, negative view towards managing the county team, and with good reason. When you see this sort of upshot from Andy McIntyre going into social media abuse that has taken place I think a lot of people would uh, stand back and say is this the sort of trend that we want to go with Gaelic football that people who put in enormous time on at their own expenses not like Pep Guardiola getting 15 million a year and then being subjected to that sort of thing by unnamed sort of people like I can't understand in a society how we can allow people to abuse others without having given their name and address and everything else. It's, ju- it's just a shocking indictment of society in general. So that was him in June, Liam. Life is funny. Yeah, life is funny and it, it comes in circles very fast. I mean, I think there's an awful lot of truth, obviously, Joel, to what Colin was saying there and, and the degree to which uh, Andy McIntyre was subjected to the sort of abuse that he was subjected to. Um, I'd, I'd be pretty certain that Colin was speaking from his heart uh, you know, when he when he said those words, that he wasn't going to actually go for the job. But, you know, when Colin and I sat down for lunch last week and we've been, we've been old football buddies and, and playing with screen and meat for 30 years and, and more, I mean, we, we know each other a long time, I was able to say to him, what on earth are you, what on earth are you managing Simonstown again for at your age? I mean, Christ, have you not more things to do with your life? Uh, and he volunteered very quickly, ego. He said, uh, you know, when you're offered a job, the ego kicks in and you say, I'll do a good job on that. And I'd say it was very much the same with me, to be honest with you. I think, you know, um, this, is a very, um, this is a very important appointment. Everybody in Mead knows that. And Colin will know that 
and knew that better than anybody. It's, a, it's an absolutely vital time in the history of the county. If they, don't, if they didn't make the right appointment, their need you know, could go... Well, they've been going through the floorboards for a long time. And that's no disrespect to Mick O'Dowd or Andy McIntyre or people who were there before. They, they did their level best. But the county's record is that it's officially going through the floorboards and will be out of sight uh, at some time in the near future if something is not done. So I think Colin was aware of that, Joe. And I think when people knocked on his door uh, and, they, uh, and he was asked to do the job, um, uh, I think like everybody else in Mead, if you felt you were up to it, I think he felt, he felt it was his duty to do it. Mm. And also he wanted to do it. It's, it's an ego thing. I mean, you look at all the managers at county level. It's a, it's a privilege to manage a county at county level. I got, managed, I got to manage Carlo for two years, my dad's home county. And I remember walking around the training field some nights thinking, isn't this fantastic? Mm. There's only a few of them in the country. I may be Division 4 in Carlow, but, you know, I love this job. And to manage a mead for a, for a mead for a mead man is a very proud thing to do. And Colin is a very proud man. And um, obviously he just couldn't say no. Yeah. He said there himself he'd applied three times before. And, and you, mm-hmm. used, you used the phrase there that when he was approached, and, and it would be my assumption as well that he was approached that he didn't think well I'm going to apply for a fourth time and at the age of 65 they'll suddenly think I'm the right man for the job so it does suggest maybe he was approached somewhat unexpectedly it begs the question a touch Liam what have they been doing for the last 15-20 years? Well it does beg the question Joe I mean what like it's inexcusable um, it's inexcusable for counties like Meath and Kildare to throw their hands up in the air and and point fingers at Dublin and feel sorry for themselves. And Mead and Kildare are two prime counties. The populations of 300,000 plus in both counties. They're right adjacent to Dublin. They have every immunity available to them. Mead and Kildare, you know, should not be in the second tier, stuck in the second tier. I mean, we've won tier in Gaelic football. I'm talking about, not talking about yesterday's game and our man Galway and what they've done this year. I'm talking over the last number of years. Mm. The top tier is Dublin, Tyrone, Kerry and Mayo. And then there's a second tier. And me, they're in that second tier of six or seven, eight teams. And they've been existing and living in that tier happily. But that's a dangerous place to live because a county can very quickly run out of belief and it can very quickly run out of an understanding that it has a right to win. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it can give up on that right. And I think what's happened to me over the last 10 years is that I talk about Andy McIntyre or Mick O'Dowd or the group of players the county as a whole has given up on that right. And it's a dangerous thing for me to be in. And I think that's why disappointment for the, for the people of me, but also for Gaelic football generally, uh, it was absolutely, it was a, it was a vital appointment, a very important appointment. Uh, Colm is the right man. Um, that's nothing against Bernard Flynn. I know Bernard was very interested in the job. Um, Bernard would have been a good manager, but Colm is the right manager at this time. And, you know, you just look at the cycles, Joe, in Mead, in Mead history. Mead won the first All-Ireland Finals in 49 and 54. It was a little bit of a wait until 1967. It was a little bit of a wait until 87 and 88. Two more All-Ireland Finals came in 96 and 99. And then nothing. One Leinster Final in 2010. So there's a lot of things that are wrong with structures in Mead football for that to happen. And it's not just Colm O'Rourke. He doesn't have a bag of magic dust. He's going to have to put in places... And I think he will copy Jim Gavin and learn from Jim and understand what Jim Gavin has done. He has to make a lot of critical appointments around him. He's got to build a team. He's got to ensure structures are in place for the next four or five years. And luckily, 
when people say that he's, he's possibly the oldest manager ever appointed to a first-time inter-county job, that's possibly a good thing, Joe, because you know, managing a county team is a full-time is, is a full-time job. I mean, Colin is at a stage where I have no notion of how he's going to retire from his day job as a mm. school principal. But if he did, um, if he did, he doesn't have a young family anymore. Uh, his kids are reared and married and having their own children. He will have the time in the next five years to make sure that the best possible job is done because it will take 60, 70 hours a week to build need up to where they should be. 60, 70 hours a week. When I was managing Carlo, as I said before, 10, 15 years ago, I was doing 30 hours a week. I was doing 60 hours a week in my day job, 30 hours a week managing Carlo. And even though Carlo begged me to stay, and they really wanted me to stay, believe it or not, um, I said to them, lads, I can't do the job. I can only half do the job in 30 hours a week. Mm. I need to devote 60 hours a week to Carlo in Division 4 to get them right. So when you look at need, this is a 60, 70 hour a week job. And Colin, Hopefully, we'll be the right man to do it. I've heard the Mead County Board uh, criticised down the years, and lots of county boards are, and I'm sure it's worth saying that lots of people in there must be working very diligently in the best interests of Mm -hmm. Mead football. But it it has been a board which has been criticised. And uh, late last year, Andy McEntee, uh, you would think he was almost fatally undermined by that county board vote against him and he had to go to the clubs and win their approval and he got another year. But that just can't help a manager's authority. And what McEntee said about that situation subsequently on a BBC podcast is mm-hmm. that, quote, irrelevant people in the background were trying to make themselves relevant, end mm-hmm. quote. Uh, that pointed to a slightly dysfunctional uh, situation. How will Colm O'Rourke handle that, do you think, if that is the case? Oh, with a very strong hand. I mean, I, I don't doubt... The Mead County Board is no different than most county boards. They're nearly all dysfunctional, Joe. It's the manner in which the GA is structured. It's a dysfunctional organisation. As Jimmy Gray, whose book we published recently, said the GA is the most democratic organisation in the history of the world, and that's its greatest weakness. Mm. Um, and, that's, and that's what you've seen in Mead. A lot of good people in Mead, a really lot of good people, sound people, who love Mead football. Um, but... You just have to say, okay, what has happened in the last 10 years? How many managers have we had? Five or six. What have we won? Uh, How has the squad developed? And you can see it hasn't worked, no matter how hard anyone has tried. Colm is a very strong character. Uh, He doesn't suffer fools. Uh, If Colm is in the job and he is being undermined by anyone, uh, Colm will hand that job back to someone very quickly. I can promise you that. He won't put up with it. He'll hand it back to him within six months. Colin will want to get things done his way. And he has a proven track record. I mean, at club level in need, he's won championships. At schools level, he's won All-Ireland championships. He's won, you know, the international rules with Ireland. Now, he never should have been Ireland manager. And I've said that to him to his face, and I've written it myself, because the Irish manager's job was handed out to whoever came in the door next there for about 10 years. I mean, Colin got it, Paul Early got it, Anthony Tohill got it. I don't know who else got it. But they weren't giving it to the best managers in the country, which was a farce. Um, and Colin didn't deserve that job. But when he got it, he proved his mettle and, and he won both series here and in Australia. So he's a record of being a very successful and astute manager. And um, But the most important thing, as I said before, is who he appoints are, uh, around him. Mm. You know, Stephen Bray and Barry Callahan are very sound people, but they're just two more people. He needs, he needs a backroom team of real merit, uh, of real backbone. And um, if Colin doesn't get what he wants, 
uh, Mead would be in bigger trouble in six months' time. I'm pretty sure of that. It was interesting in that clip I played from a month ago, he mentioned the online abuse of McEntee and how you know mm-hmm. his own wife says, Jesus, not worth it. How do you think he will um, handle the inevitable abuse? Well, I don't think Colin will be tweeting and, and checking Facebook very often. <laughs> I think that'll go way over his head. Okay. Um, I think he just leave that to the fairies. Okay. I mean, it's just stuff that, it, you know, it's, it's stuff that he won't, he won't even allow to entertain him. Uh, again, as I say, in his household, it's him and Patricia. You know, he's got grandkids now. He is, he's lived it all. He's seen it all. And, and that's why I say, and I'll say it because he's a good friend of mine. Hmm. Uh, this was a vital appointment. And luckily, Mead appointed the right man with the right strength of character, with the right wisdom, um, and with a knowledge of what's happening in the county. I and mean, he's lived in the county all his life. I'm living in Dublin 30 years. He knows 10 times more about Mead football than I would know. Um, and he has never stopped volunteering and working at football in Mead. Never stopped volunteering. Right, so right. his heart's in his right place, and he's got, the, he's got the right head and the shoulders to get the job done. Now, what Mead will do, and that, I wouldn't say that they're not going to do anything amazing fast. However, we've had a very interesting year culminating in yesterday's game, Joe, and you know we've seen Dublin come back and notch. They've lost, lost the last two All-Irelands. They're still going to be an incredible team for the next 10 years. But Dublin now are, quote-unquote, beatable. Um, they're as you know, vulnerable as they've ever been in 10 years. So uh, suddenly, need, if, they get their, if they get their act together, they can look and target Dublin in the next two, three, four years and say, OK, you know, we can take Dublin. Uh, and that has to be their number one ambition. You know, meet people exist to bring Dublin to their knees. It's what we're brought up on. Uh, it's what we're reared on. Um, it's Dublin first and last. Nothing else counts. It's all about Dublin. And, and that's what Colin will be thinking. And that's what his players will be thinking. And nothing else but that. And, you know, touch wood. Yeah. If, they, if they get things right, um, you know, they can, they can take Dublin scalp. And it won't happen in the next 12 months. It could happen in the next two or three years. I guess it'll be interesting for you to watch it all unfold. I, if you don't mind me mentioning, I always remember you... At, tell a story which maybe speaks to your friendship and the type of man O'Rourke is that after the passing of your brother I, he, was, mm. he was at your door was it a week later to drag you to training and, and to not let you withdraw into yourself Yeah I mean Colm like I lost my older brother and Colm for a long period became an older brother to me but it, it started it started on a, on a screen under 21 team uh, we got to a county final under 21 Colm was four years older than me uh, and that county final, which we lost to Waterstown, Colin was 20 and I was 16 and we were both midfield. So we sort of had a bond ever since then. Um, you know, um, when Jared died, on life in our local football field and, you know, a week or 10, but two weeks later, we, there was a game in that same field. Um, you know, I, the last time we'd been in the field was when they found Jared's body. Um, so it took a lot of courage for Colin to come and knock on my door and tell my mother and father, where is he? And to come in and to tell me, get your bag, I'm bringing you down to the field, and I'm not saying no. And that's what he did. He pretty much marched me down to the football field and um, and stood by me and sat by me, and we tugged out together, and, and he walked out onto the field with me mm. uh, to make sure that I achieved that first step, I suppose, back. It was a very early step after two weeks. But, uh, you know, Colin is has made a lot of friends and enemies uh, in his life as a, as a, as a pundit, an RTE and from the Independent. But um, 
anybody who knows him knows what a strong person he is. Mm. Is that the kind of thing you've ever had to literally say thanks for or is it just unspoken and understood? Uh, it's, uns- it's unspoken and understood. I mean, you know, calling myself, you know, when, uh, you know, when we finished up playing, we don't meet very often. We may, may, might meet for lunch once a year. Um, we don't need to say very much to each other. Mm. Um, I remember when we got to our first All-Ireland final in 87, we, the team met up in Malahide in the Grand Hotel in Malahide uh, on the morning and uh, we parked our cars. We just happened to park our cars at the same time in the hotel to meet the rest of the lads. And, um, and I remember we got out of our cars and we just looked at one another and we walked into the hotel and there wasn't a word spoken. But I always remember that look. We looked at one another and it was like, that looks at everything. There was 10 years of football in that look at each other and saying, can you believe it? We're actually about to play in an All-Ireland football final. So there's things, you know, when you soldier with somebody for so long, there's things you don't need to, um, you don't need to say to them. Yeah, I can imagine. And come here, you're not going in as a selector here, are you? As some kind of dream ticket? Well, thanks be to God, uh, I haven't got a phone call yet either to be a stats man or to be a water boy or to be a physio or anything. No. <laughs> and uh, Sean Boylan phoned me two weeks ago uh, actually to tell me some, uh, someone was dead. That's normally when Sean and myself for our conversations, now he t- reports to me that someone's dead. But mm. when the fo- call came through, I said, holy God, he's either two things. He's on some secret organisation trying to appoint a new lead manager and he's going to ask me to consider it. <laughs> or worse still, he's going to ask me to be on the organising committee to appoint a new lead manager. Um, but neither, neither was the case. It was just because of, uh, somebody had died. Yeah, OK. Well, listen, uh, I'm sure you'll be looking on with interest like the rest of us. Thanks so much, Liam, for coming on and give us your, your, your sense of the situation. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Joe. Cheers. Take care.